Yeah, I mean, not, you, you not sound great. like you're coming from a, like to us live from the fucking moon. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. What is he doing? I'm trying resetting him. What do you mean resetting? Uh, oh, yeah. Th- no, there it is. Not, yeah, you sound perfect. You sound perfect. Crystal, crystal clear. <laughs> that did so it. How is it having the uh, the single family home all to yourself? Plenty of space. Plenty of space. Um, that's fine. I've I've been here since Friday, so at this point, like it just feels like I live here. It feels like I'm staying like in an Airbnb. And you're so staying I'm, for another week, right? No, another week and a half until the 13th. Did they drive? Yeah, because they wanted they're gonna be down there for two weeks. They wanted to have their car. Yeah, that makes sense. And they didn't want to fly with like the baby and the kids and all that. Yeah, I guess. So it, I, I was I was about to say like, wow, fuck that. Like I, I couldn't imagine being in a fucking car that long with kids, like very young kids, like they have. But yeah, you're right. I'd probably rather be in a car than a plane. Yeah, I I mean I don't know. They do it again. They seem pretty burnt out by the time they get down there. They space really? for two days. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long days. ass. That's a long ass drive just by yourself, let alone with it's fine. Yeah, kids. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so all is good here. Jasper's sleeping by my feet. I got the fireplace going. My fireplace. A little, pe- little peek into the future here. I was just gonna say this could be like 15, 20 years down, maybe less down the this line is, for you. Uh, suburbs, New Hampshire, Mo. You digging it? Life. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel any different than being in Somerville, to be honest. It's just a much bigger, nicer space. So, but like, I don't need a big, nice space and it's just me. Like, I don't, I don't use like 80% of it. You come in friendly with the neighbors? Um, I have not seen one neighbor yet, but I know, I know their neighbors. So if I do see them, I'll say hi, but it's been a fucking hurricane winds with 10 degree temperatures for the past 24 hours. It's been brutal. Yeah, it was pretty eye-opening walking out of the uh complex to get my car and it went from like the 41 degrees it was yesterday to like 10 degrees this morning oh my oh, god man. yeah yeah well, that, that's plus the, the wind thing. chill the wind has been crazy yeah, yeah the wind's been i mean it's it's been the worst part really so that's the one thing i am not a fan of is the walking on the dog as soon as you wake up and letting him out and then letting him out right before you go to bed when it's that fucking right. cold. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think of, I actually didn't think about like, it's not only the burb life, but you're it's life with the dog. Life with a dog. Yeah. Yeah. He, it, he, he's pretty mellow. Like he's five or six. So most of the day, like when I've been working from home, he just kind of mopes around and sit with me for a little bit, go upstairs, kind of hop from room to room, follow the sun. But yeah, him waking That's up. That's what they do. They just follow the sun. <laughs> yeah. But him waking up at six 30 in the morning to go piss sucks. Yeah, wow, we are we are looking at future Mo right here. This is Mo Burb. So talk talk to me in a week, see how I feel about it. The experiment is still too early to, to determine. Okay. Um, our fucking show last week, the there was so many, it was so many fucking screw ups, like audio quality wise. I don't know what the fuck's going on. What do you mean? It's just yes. like. Steve mentioned skips. that. I, I talked to him the other day. Yeah, just like skipped. It just kept skipping like, you know, 10, 15 second chunks at a time. Really? Like Fuck. You just hear like this little like, you know, digital sound. And uh, yeah, not good. You, you don't do anything with uh, audio after I you convert export the file. it from Zoom. 
Oh, so maybe, maybe the, whatever software you use, like could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Maybe maybe big techs. Uh, Ooh. Maybe they're yes. onto us. Now he's Sensor thinking. Us. Now he's thinking. Say we, we say a lot of uh, controversial stuff on this podcast, so we've we made watch ourselves and, and with this big tech stuff. <laughs> Everything <laughs> we're going radio silent. <laughs> the power went out like today. Emma said the power went out briefly. So like fucking big tech. Like are they just going right to the source? Just taking big. out everything, right? I mean, Not that I actually think that, but still. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are semi-controversial, right? Jared is controversial. We'll say that once an episode. Um, I, I like to live life on the edge. Yeah, and our, our show got cut off a little bit. Uh, I think you got most of it, but it cut off at the end a little bit there. Um, so two straight episodes, the listeners didn't get an I love Jesus. you. Just give it to them now. I love you guys so much. So much. So much. Don't ever don't ever forget that. Uh, it just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, so we've got a lot, I think we got a lot of shit today. Um, we were, we were texting back and forth and we we're like, all right, like we got some stuff. Here's that. Dude. Oh, yeah. And this. Oh, yeah. And that. And that. And Fuck. that. Um, Let's first just check in on uh, Commander-in-Chief. Uh, I think he's getting on a plane. He told me a little last, he came in to see me last event. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, uh, uh, excuse me, Pinell, and uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, uh, Mayor Turner, Judge Hidalgo, uh, thank you all for welcoming us. And Jill and I wanted to visit Texas today for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Dude, that guy has the launch codes. He doesn't remember that he has them. Don't worry. He won't remember <laughs> what they are. He actually, you're right. He's probably the safest uh, person to have the launch codes with. He'll never remember all four digits <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Pinnell, and uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose. Oh, man. What's he doing in Texas? Telling people to wear masks? I was going to say, yeah. Is he combating <laughs> the uh, the governor's wishes? Mask up. So yeah, are, that... are you going to burn your mask? Is that what we're doing? Texas masks are no longer required. Yeah. No, oh, I know. Is no... that... Is that what's like people are doing on Twitter? They saying no. Burn the I'm masks? just curious. Like, are people? No, no, no. I'm curious if people in Texas are like, oh, I'll never need this again. Oh no, I don't. I don't think it's going to change anything. Quite frankly, I think uh, a lot of people are still going to wear the masks. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I don't really think that. I think that those mask mandates. Like, I was looking up. There's a ton of states that don't have mask mandates. I think it's just like everybody just does it now. Like if you have like a, a business, like 98% yeah. of the businesses are just going to say you have well, to they don't wear want their employees getting sick. And stuff. no, well, yeah, yeah. And they don't want customers getting sick in there. So yeah, I don't think anything is going to change. Yeah. They have the right to refuse service to anybody so they can easily keep that mask mandate going in their individual businesses. So, yeah. So I know people are going to lose their minds over it, but it's, uh, it's not going to change anything. So. It's a little, uh, it's a little ballsy, it. a little, little premature to say, "Hey, we don't yeah. need oh. any masks." I, th- well, so yeah, I, I was like, "Yeah, like love the rhetoric behind, like, okay, well, we're gonna start to open back up the businesses, but yeah, I'm where, where is the under, like, where's the rationale for the mask stuff? It's only like, to give like why? an, an fu. That's it. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just like a virtue signal. You know what I mean? Um, it was massive just in weighing those people down for the past six months. They've been wearing them in text. They can't wait to get those things off, get their freedom and liberty back. That's what I mean. Like, I think so few people like actually are the kind of people who are like, fuck it. I don't want to wear, I don't want anyone to wear masks anymore. Like that's only appealing to a very small minority of people. Yeah. I, dude, I everybody think. wears masks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the ones in Florida and the ones that would post like Even videos, Florida, like, dude, everyone was wearing a mask. You're right. Everybody wore masks when they were inside. Like they wore them responsibly. Yeah. yeah. Which I think was more than what we expect. I more than what I expected. But yeah. still, like like the people who are going to post like these anti-mask things, like Ty said, maybe a small a small minority of people because it gets that that's that's the stuff that's going to get the press. So we just assume that there's going to be thousands and thousands of people that all feel that same way and share that sentiment. But in reality, I think most people are good enough human beings to just. Just put keep the keep wearing the mask Just until mask up, baby. vaccinations you know rise and all. So, Joey, hey Joey, mask up, Joey. Adam, I was uh, going down a rabbit hole of little SAS videos when we were texting back and forth. The king, Jared. What do you think it would be like to have a podcast like back in like the BC era? Um, I, I don't know how to answer this today. Let's get into it. See, we've got a very special guest, and you've probably heard his name floating around the village a little bit. I know I definitely have. He's a buzz. He's buzzing right now. He's very popular. Uh, I don't want to butcher the name too bad. Is it Jesus? Is it so? Uh, it's not Jesus. People seem to mess up the pronunciation all the time, but yeah, it's Jesus Christ. All right, it's Jesus Christ. So today we got Jesus Christ on the podcast. How the hell are you, man? It's uh, it's good, man. I can't complain. I can't complain. Well, thanks for coming out, man. I know you're a really busy guy. I know things have been kind of chaotic for you recently. I heard I heard a little bit about this whole thing with the cross and all that. If you want to talk about that at all. Oh yeah, the crucifixion. Yeah yeah yeah. So the crucifixion. That was pretty insane to me because we wanted to have you on the podcast, and then all of a sudden one of my buddies calls me. And he's like, "Yo, that Jesus guy, he died on the fucking cross." Yeah, it was actually fucking insane. But then luckily, a few days later, all of a sudden. I came back to life. <laughs> you came back to life. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, talk to us a little bit about that. How did that go? It's kind of hard to describe, but I guess, like, at first, I was kind of just like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. And then out of nowhere, I was kind of just like, oh, shit, I'm back. I mean, that is fucking insane. That is fucking insane. <laughs> he needs more content out there. Yeah, I, when you guys said Little Sass is one of the funniest people, I don't, I don't see him in much. I'm not super familiar with him. I like Nick a lot, but I don't know a, little, a lot about uh, Little Sass. Adam, wake up. It's three in the morning. <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar? I'm joking now. Can you, uh, can you drive your parents, drive me home? I'm, like, really scared, and I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Jared, the title of that one was just Sleepover. I, I think I remember seeing that video. <laughs> yeah, he's he's oh, part he's a he's a barstool employee. He just he's not just like uh he's not one of the more relevant bloggers. He's just kind of like towards the bottom, I guess, in terms is of Is he newer? I think he's been around for a couple years I, at least. I've like never fucking heard of the kid until I started well, seeing these videos. Well, the first time I heard of him was the was the um Oh, so stock market one. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's the first yeah. time I've ever heard of this guy. See, I didn't even realize when we were playing that video that that was a barstool kid. 
I just thought it was an internet video that Barstool posted. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't. I didn't realize. I don't know how long he's been with Barstool, but I was. I did went down rough that kid. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ty's rabbit hole, I did the same thing when Ty was sending me those videos and found out that he actually had some content. I mean, he's been posting that stuff on Instagram for like the last three or four years, and he looks fucking awesome. I mean, I don't know how old he is. (laughs) If you told me he was like sixteen, I would believe you. Oh yeah, like he, yeah, he he is. He is like look like they're teenagers. (laughs) Exactly. He's got another good one on podcast, like another podcast one. He's got some good stuff. He's funny. Yeah. So I guess he just signed about three months ago with Barstool in December. Oh wow. Okay. So very recent. Yeah. So 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 that's why we may have not seen a lot of his content till recently. Blow up. Yeah, I'll say. Um, Dude, how awesome would it be to like have that be your job? Just make silly fucking videos like that. It must be so fun to go to work every day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I doubt he gets paid very much, but I'm gonna be fun. Probably not. Well, I think of like uh, that guy Joe, uh, Laney or whatever, the the, the long hair kid. Oh, yeah, he does the guy. He's my least favorite barstool person. Yeah, he's he's he's. At first, I liked him. He's starting to get a little annoying because he just does the same thing in every video. Yeah, it's you're right. He has like his characters, but I, I was just saying like. He doesn't come in the office. I never yeah. see him in the videos. He just hangs at home. He's literally quarantined, just making impersonation videos. And he's getting yeah. paid. Again, to Ty's point, probably not as much as some would think, but still to be paid to just literally point a camera at your face and just make a couple people laugh so you get a yeah. few retweets and Fuck then that yeah, spikes. Dude. Pretty Fuck awesome. Yeah. I mean, that boy, I'm sure it doesn't ever really feel like you're working. Right, right. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, COVID, this was just over a year from today. Can you fucking imagine this? Absolutely. This president will always put America first. He will always protect American citizens. We will not see diseases like the coronavirus come here. We will not see terrorism come here. And isn't that refreshing when contrasting it with the awful presidency of President Obama? Kaylee McEnany, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, literally here we are a year fucking later, and almost half a million people are dead. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's fucking insane. Thinking and obviously everyone, everyone and their mothers posting on social media saying, "Oh my god, can't believe it's been a year since COVID." So I mean, obviously you can't run away from it, but it is pretty weird to think like leading up to what was it like January was when like it first made contact in the United States, like late December, early January. And like the whole time, like we're all just thinking, ah, it's, you know, we've heard of another SARS, SARS, whatever. And then as it slowly approached March madness, I'm just thinking like, are you fucking kidding me? As like, like I think the Ivy league canceled their games and we're thinking, oh, there's no way that they're going to cancel a whole tournament. And then it fucking happens. And then, you know, every the rest is fucking history. Yeah. And then it like with Rudy Gobert, like all that stuff just seemed kind of comical. And then a month after that, it's like mid April and everything is shut down. Just even happened. Though we were even, even in April, we were like, fuck man. I like, let's just hope we have our summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was, I think that was shortly after the, uh, you know, flatten the curve, you know, two weeks of flattening the curve and we'll be back in business. We, we were all bitching about two weeks of this. We're like, yeah. oh, I guess we'll do this for two weeks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so I, Adam, Adam didn't tell us, but he went down to Florida again this past weekend, Jared. Really? 
Mm-hmm. What did you sure do this did. past weekend? You didn't see him at CPAC? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I had a press pass. It was, it was awesome. What an experience to be around such intelligent, down-to-earth individuals. You do kind of look like uh, skinny Ted Cruz with that beard. Maybe. <laughs> Very skinny Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of. <laughs> God bless CPAC. I got to say, Orlando is awesome. It's not as nice as Cancun. Oh, my God. But it's nice. Nice to see he's uh, contrite about his uh, pretty terrible mistake. Because he knows that that group is just fucking. Because I'm going to close with these words of encouragement. These are dark days, and the media tells us this is the new galactic empire forever and a thousand years. <laughs> what? But already, what? Joe Biden and the radicals in his administration, they are already overshooting. They are already going too far. Their policies don't work. They are disasters. They are bad. They are destroying jobs. They are stripping our freedom. And there is a natural pendulum to politics. And the country will come back to sanity. And mark my words, 2022 is going to be a fantastic election year. And so is 2024. As we stand together and defend liberty, defend the Constitution, defend the Bill of Rights of every American. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He's he's probably... Fucking nuts. He is nuts. But he's he, I, I think he's probably right about twenty twenty two at least. <laughs> I, yeah, I well, I like, mean for, for you know, from no fault of their own. It's it's no, all because no. of the fucking failures. Like that's what I think is so funny. It's like you think Joe Biden is radical? Like what has Joe Biden? No, done he doesn't that, even believe that what even he's touches saying, radical. No. He, doesn't he doesn't know what he's, what he's he saying. doesn't know what he's saying. No, not Biden. Ted Cruz doesn't even believe what he's oh, saying oh, yeah. about Joe Biden. Like he knows, dude. He, I'm sure when he sees Biden, he gives him a hug. They've been working fucking in the Senate together for how many years? And they, they both want the same shit. Yeah, it's just, the, it's just the same shit we rag on the left for. That's what that's their version yeah. of it. I, I was thinking it as he was saying it. Like, honestly, dude, right now, like the Republican identity is just the Democrats are crazy liberal socialists. That's their whole strategy. And then vice versa on the Democratic side. Like, neither of them care it's about their, anything. They're fascist other than, Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Not neither a, of them care about anything other than saying the other side is bad. Like, that's, that's their whole strategy. That's absurd. That's what, you know, everybody talks about is the whole culture war dynamic just keeps everything off the table. Everything. Like it, it, no, nobody has to do shit. They love it. During they their term, it. it's just keep the other side out of office. Yeah. How much How shit awesome can you would pile up if, on the other side? If we could go to work. And like, I don't know. We just talked about like the competitors. Yeah, man. Like they're really fucked up. They do really fucked up shit. And like your life is going to be ruined if you if you if you buy their product, your life is going to be ruined. But we're we can say that we're never held accountable. We're going to fight. Yeah. (laughs) Rights. For your freedom. It's just it's just so yeah. Like you said, I mean, it's so fucking dishonest, disingenuous. Just such bullshit, but like I, I think that's why like that 
CPAC event, like that's full of just nut jobs. Oh, absolutely. I had never heard of it before now, but it sounds like it. We love President Trump, and I'll tell you, I will confidently say that President Trump from his desk at Mar-a-Lago will accomplish more for America in the next four years than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris could ever dream of. (laughs) (laughs) Who was that? Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, that was interesting uh, seeing the, the the tweet that you shared, Ty, about like the like the whole straw poll thing and how every single person that's won in the last however many years yeah. is just not even like I wasn't even, even like the remotely considered for the primary. Yeah, never mind not the at general all. election. Not at all. I, I was shocked, though, when Jared sent it, it was 55 percent. I would have thought it would have been like 90. I, don't, I think Adam sent that. I don't think it was me. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was like fifty-one 55 or fifty-five. Or something yeah, like that? fifty-five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I guess. I, I mean, there really isn't anyone else that stands out in that party that's like really gotten the people going on that side, like Trump. So I, I think I would have thought it would have been way higher than that. I think the insurrection lowered him significantly. He was in the nineties on the Republican side for a long time, like ninety percent approval rating. I don't know if he's as low as fifty-five, but. Yeah, but that event was like a Trump suck fest. Like you wouldn't be there if you were kind of the Republican that was like, you know, fuck this dude. We got we got to do everything we can to. I guess you're right. Avoid him. Yeah, that's why I was shocked. It was so low. Um, you want to hear from Trumpy himself? He finally broke his silence. Over the weekend and the yes. big speech from Donald Trump. That's right. Because we hate ourselves, we're going to talk about CPAC. <laughs> and uh, Trump made his triumphant return to CPAC, made a lot of news. We put together a montage of some of the most important parts. Let's take a listen. Well, thank you very much. And CPAC, do you miss me yet? Do you miss me? <laughs> Each and every one of you here at CPAC, I am more grateful to you than you will ever know. We are gathered this afternoon to talk about the future of our movement, the future of our party, and the future of our beloved country. For the next four years, the brave Republicans in this room will be at the heart of the effort to oppose the radical Democrats, the fake news media, and their toxic cancel culture. Something new to our ears, cancel culture. And I want you to know that I'm going to continue to fight right by your side. We will do what we've done right from the beginning, which is to win. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. Actually, as you know, they just lost the White House, but that's one of those things. But who knows? Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't it his crazy the fucking like applaud to get applause? Yeah. Whatever the fuck they're called. That's what I mean. It's like that's such a fringe group. Wasn't it yeah. his camp that said that he was going to possibly start a th- another party? Yeah, I'm sure he considered it, and then he realized, "Fuck, that's a lot of work. I'm not <laughs> doing that." Dude, he like I just—they are so fucked. 
they are so fucked. The Republicans, they they can't and they don't have the balls to push back against him. He's just gonna do whatever the fuck he wants. If he doesn't want to run, he'll decide who's gonna run. Like how they just got fucking bamboozled by this guy. Yeah, he come and I mean, he dude, just came in and fucking took right over. It's unbelievable. Like it, looking back at 2016, people are like, "Are these really our two candidates?" Like the Democratic Party and Republican Party give us Hillary and Trump. Nobody's enthused. We've gotten worse. And I think going <laughs> into these primaries and the next round of election, dude, these parties are like shells of substance. They stand yeah. for nothing. Like no. I can't think of one person when, other than the extremes, the extreme wokes and the extreme Trumpers. Everybody else is like, is this really what we have to fucking pick from? Yeah. And I mean, for most people, it was relatively easy, you know, based on just, you know, civility and like normalcy after what happened. Yeah. Um, and when that's not in the equation, what the hell is going to happen? Right. Well, I mean, that's why, like if, if they, he's too old, he's, he's no fucking way that guy runs again. No, I, way. I think the Democrats would almost love it if he did run. Cause they wouldn't have to change their message at all. They may, they'd no. probably lose. They can literally but, just bring out the old playbook. and Just go yeah, back the, at the it again. It took zero actual thought to put together. Restore the soul of America. Yeah. And they won on that. So imagine if they actually put some effort forward, how well they right. potentially could do. Yeah, think of and the only things they did promise they haven't delivered on. Oh, dude, they've done nothing. They're they're an embarrassment. <laughs> right. So I, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what does the Biden administration in the next four years like need to accomplish to fight off this this Republican tidal wave coming, possibly coming for for his administration? I mean. Is it as simple as just passing like basic, you know, $15 minimum wage and getting the stimulus checks out in a prompt manner in the future? Like, is it as simple as that? Or is there really nothing they can really do about that? I mean, I would say those two things are essential to them only because they've tied themselves to it. Yeah. Right. So that's what I mean. Like if they, if they do that, they follow through like, yeah, at least they can, at least they can hang their hat on saying like, Hey, we delivered on what we told we like what we ran on, like what we asked you to vote for us because I was that we would do these two things. And then as soon as it comes to doing those two things, they, they don't even lift a finger. Right. Immediately walk back the $2,000 you know what I mean? And then it's not immediate anymore. It's like, uh, whenever we get the chance to get around to doing it, um, and the $15 minimum wage, like Biden said very, in very strong words, I 100% believe that the minimum wage should be at $15 an hour. And I commit to doing that during my presidency. Cause that yeah. was that whole deal with when Bernie stepped down, they did that weird, awkward fucking yeah. video, uh, you know, and, that's what Joe. Biden said. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think that they've already dug their grave and they've got sand up to their neck. Cause so, less than two months into, the, into his presidency, you think and, and his the, grave's already dug? The reason I say that is because they have the chance to do these things that will guarantee them a successful presidency and wins in the primaries, following with the, what happened in Georgia and like populism got Trump elected. They have a chance to do it right now, and they're deciding not to. Like they, they could still do two thousand dollars checks. They decided against it. They 
are applying more political pressure to get Neera Tandon appointed to a position than they are to actually get $15 minimum wage. They don't actually want to do anything that they they want to do. Let's let's hear from directly from the White House on that front right there. And this is the spin zone they throw at the media. The party and determining the best path forward for that. Go ahead, Jeff. A follow-up to Jeff's question, which which strikes me. The, the, the White House doesn't have 50 votes to confirm Neera Tandon as OMB director, and yet uh, we heard from the White House chief of staff say that the White House is they're going to fight their guts out, fight our guts out, was the phrase he used, to get her confirmed. So why push for that and not push as hard, one could say, for raising the minimum wage? You could make the argument that the American people stand to benefit more from a higher wage than they would from a chosen OMB director. Well, I think that's mixing a few things um, kind of irresponsibly, if I'm just being totally honest. Um, I would say on the minimum wage, the president included a raise of the minimum wage in his package because he felt strongly that it's long overdue, that men and women working hard, trying to make ends meet, shouldn't be living at the poverty level. That's why he put it in his package. There is a process that go- it goes through, a parliamentary process. It was- and of course, Joe doesn't have the balls to tell Kamala Harris to fucking overrule the par- like how easy would that yeah. be? the fucking parliamentarian Nobody had heard <laughs> no one's ever fucking parliamentarian heard. before this past week <laughs> no no one <laughs> yeah so, so so i think that that's my point the fact that like if they won't even put their balls on the table to demand what they promised why would they do anything else that's actually going to help their constituents they're just right, going to and- do exactly what obama did and every other president in the last 20 years nothing but help their donors and I think if you watched that video, did you guys watch the Shapiro video? I watched like the first like six, seven minutes of it. I, I it just was, can't stand Ben Shapiro. Well, he I, I mean, he's an annoying little weasel, but he was making very legitimate points that need to be considered. So my only point in bringing it up was saying it's a very I don't think it's as easy as like Crystal Ball says it is. Right. Like I if, if I can be critical of her. If I may. Hey, you, you um, bite your tongue. So, but, you know, they don't they can't say that because they're cowards. And so they make excuses for not doing it. Yeah. Right. They'll promise you it because they they know it'll it's popular. It, you know, a fucking a vast majority of Americans support a raise in the minimum wage. So they know it's a, it's a populist thing to run on. But getting it done is not as easy. And they don't want to tell you the truth. They just want to say, oh, the parliamentarian. Oh, it's nothing we can do about it. Is there scapegoat? Republicans have fucking fired parliamentarians and replaced them before when they haven't. Dude, the the Republicans, when they want something, they take no prisoners and do it. And at least I respect (laughs) that about them. Yeah. Yeah. Very deliberate in their actions. Yeah. And they don't play games. They tell you what they want. They don't bullshit you. Like, oh, I'm just so turned off by like, I get where they got the nickname, the do nothing Democrats now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did see, um, where was it? Fuck. I had the uh, link. So Ro Khanna was the, uh, is he the senator? He's a former um, politician from California. He's uh, not in Congress anymore. No. And now Ben Shapiro yeah, is. And I think he was Pelosi's peer. He was the other senator. Okay. Or maybe he's the maybe he's the congressman from San Francisco. Yeah, he must be because he's from San Francisco. So must be from the House. So Ben Shapiro 
you know, is obviously a staunch conservative, you know, very well-known guy. He's Jewish, right? Like that, that, if I think Ben Shapiro, the first thing I think is he's the, the Jewish conservative guy. Circumcised penis. Absolutely. So Ro Khanna, like, I actually enjoyed the discussion because it was like really interesting to hear two people that obviously know what they're talking about, like go back and forth and say, okay, well, I hear you there and I understand, but here's when I, why, where I disagree and why. And I thought it was great. And, you know, they, he shared it and it was like, hey, you know, productive discussion over the minimum wage. Ro Khanna like tweets out and says, I enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, it was respectful and fair discussion. Um and the comment section on Rokana's Twitter, yikes. Oh, I can imagine. Hmm. Kind of like saying, quote, I had a lovely discussion with Adolf about the economy. That doesn't really work, Ro. Why are you engaging with white supremacists on anything but their white supremacy? No, period. You don't engage with white nationalists. Rep Kana, please don't elevate white supremacists under the banner of, quote, Rational exchange of ideas signed a constituent. <laughs> they talked crazy, about the minimum wage, and you can't because Ben Shapiro is a conservative. Like that is where we've gotten to. I mean, that's where we've been. That's where we got. That, to. That, yeah. That's where Twitter and media has gotten to. I'm still a strong believer. If you were to ask a normal person you bump into in your community. They would say, yeah, let's, it's great to have a debate and share I, ideas. Right. But where do you see that in public anymore? Where do you see that? Like, with the pandemic, you don't. But hopefully when the world's Before the normal, pandemic, I don't know if you saw it that much either. I, I think you did. Maybe not as much as pre-social media, but you still that's meet what I mean. people and like 10, discuss 15 ideas. Years. Yeah. yeah. On an individual basis, but uh, on a, in the national political arena it's gone. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to like if, if you know, um, I, I disagree with anything that a staunch conservative says, they think like you're a radical. You know what yeah. I mean? If you, if you want to mm. fight for a minimum wage, they're like, why the fuck would you fight for that? Like, why do you care about that? Or if, you know, I, I you know, talk about the fact that healthcare needs to be addressed in the country. It's like, Why? Why do you want to change what I have? You know what I mean? You're a radical. You're going to upend my life. It's like, all right, it's fucking impossible to like have a discussion with you then if you think that you know anything but what you believe in is going to ruin the country. Well, is- and I do, I do think that that level of tribalism or some level of tribalism has always been there. Like if you remember fucking Knack Bolkin with the hanging Hillary up from his boat when there was the um, Trump Hillary election, didn't he have like a blow up doll of Hillary hang from a noose on his boat or something like that? I don't know. Sounds about right though. I I think he did. I I wouldn't be shocked. Like that. So like you, you've always had these crazy tribal people. I think now it's just everywhere you turn, they just put fuel on the fire media, et cetera, to make it all about that culture war. The culture war has existed since like Nam dude. Like, right, that was exactly. all about the culture war back then. Exactly, it but just... it, it didn't it didn't infiltrate the news media the way it does now. It's tough to comment. I would have to imagine it did to some degree. Like, no, it'd be interesting. We, we played it. it. Someone was on uh, the I think it was Rising, and they were talking about it. Might have been it was Taibi. That's who it was, and he was like, back in the day, 
it was a family-oriented news. ABC, NBC, yeah, CBS. I remember that segment. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't this like crazy ratings-driven like yeah, propagandized you're, you're right media. There. I, I was thinking more like it'd be interesting to go back in time to when like all those protests about the Vietnam War for a, was it almost a decade? Was it six, seven years the war lasted? Absolutely. Well, the war itself was like twenty years, but we yeah. were involved heavily for like you know ten to fifteen. So that's a long ass time. So like, yeah. what what was the mainstream pushed narrative then? Was it the narrative of the military industrial complex and the corporate would, establishment media? All my money. Yes. <laughs> so everybody else was considered the fucking hippie with flowers in their in their ears. All yeah, the they weren't. I don't think I don't think that voice was represented in the national media. I mean, obviously, I think, I'm just talking right. on my ass. I don't fucking know, but yeah. I mean, if we know anything about like the relationship between you know corporations and media and government, then we know how it plays out. They were in bed. They're menage a trois. Yeah, because I mean, back then, just like it is now with the government, it's all about access. Yep. If you're going to be a dick to me and criticize everything I do then no, you're not going to get that special sit down with me. That's going to give you huge ratings. Yeah. If you do, if you are, you know, polite in your criticism and couch everything you say when you criticize me. Yeah, sure. I'll give you all the fucking access you want. You'll get all the, the late night specials. You get, you know, all the exclusives on Kamala Harris. Kamala. Uh, it's easy. She's awesome. <laughs> um, all right, what what else we got? That was kind of my little. Uh, I had a bunch of things I wanted to hit to that were random there, but I, I want to talk about Jamal Khashoggi and after that oh, breaking okay. news yeah. over the last. Adam, week. did you watch that? So I I didn't. We ended up looking at a place last night, um, kind of last minute. But I, I'm I'm versed on the subject. I, I know what's going on yeah. and I I know the details. So feel free to fire away. You should, you should watch it though. I mean, no, that, that I, was I definitely fucking wild. On it. I think that will be uh, Thursday night. I think that will be a Thursday night watch for sure. Did it, yeah, Ty, did... Reading into it is fucking, I mean, I'm sure that there was a lot, a lot more details than what you guys watch, but just from what I've read from like several different articles, it's fucking wild. Lay it it's out, just Gary. crazy to put like faces to the names and all that. And like, see, these are all real people, right? Right. Yeah. Lay it out best you can. Oh God. Best I can. Um, <laughs> All right, so I think the, the relevant parts of it are this guy Jamal Khashoggi. He was a he was somewhat involved in the political scene in Saudi Arabia. Was very close to the political establishment there, um, and he, he wasn't really like a dissident in terms of you know dissing the establishment and, and all of the oppression that happens there. But he always I think had like a little bit of spice to what he wrote, and he was like a little rough around the edges. And I don't remember all the details, but one way or another, he pretty much gets to America and he's writing for the Washington Post and is now a full on slandering Saudi Arabia for pretty much human rights issues and everything that's 100 percent true. Yeah, 100 percent. I think we're all pretty well versed in that as as the public. He he just completely exposed it in a way that, you know, as a Saudi native, you really can't. Could you imagine what the fuck it would be like living in Saudi Arabia? No, I would imagine I literally can't similar to living in North Korea and any of those other, you know, fascist communities. That, that whole part of the world. Hey, we were living so- it. We we're only a month. We we're only a month escaped from the worst dictatorship <laughs> known to. 
I still don't have fucking, fucking bathroom yeah. loops across from my house in Somerville. They still got fucking Nazi chains wrapped around them. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, that whole part of the world, I think it's right now in Dubai. Um, well, where are they? Where are they doing the World Cup? Qatar. Did you guys yeah, read that no article about like? Idea. It was like something insane. Like five hundred thousand migrant workers have died building the, the Coliseum for the World Cup. I feel like that's a story every uh, t- every Olympics. <laughs> I remember that happening, and that being a story like when they were doing Brazil. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but just like I mean, it was making me think of it with um, Saudi Arabia because like all those countries are known for having a lot of like overseas foreign workers. A lot of Filipinos go to Qatar, Dubai because they speak good English. And what these fucking countries do is they get you there, they get you a job, and they steal your fucking passport, and then you're a slave. And it happens all the fucking time. So just like these crazy, crazy stories about these people just being super oppressive. Um, I mean, do I just skip to the point where he gets murdered? Well, he, he was very critical, right, of the Saudi government, which is one family. Yeah, it's just, like the, the, it's just so see, fucking see, seeing how the, like their monarchy works was insane. Yeah, the, so, the original king had how many kids? 37, 37. sons. Or, yeah, thirty-seven sons. He's like good Christ. lord in heaven. Um, so you know the the king now is somewhat old, and he's got a couple sons of his own. Uh, one of them is very popular, very influential. Uh, Mohammed bin Salam or Salam. MSB. He, he, he was the one who made the news for being very liberal for Saudi Arabia and wanting to take Saudi Arabia into like a Western, not Western world, but modern world. He's like the Democrats, dude. He's just like the like, Democrats. He really is. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to run on all this fucking liberal, you know, freedom and, you know, civility and normality and all this grandiose shit. All the meanwhile, he's silencing anyone who says, you know, any word in opposition to him. Dude, putting them in jail or killing them if they tweet a bad tweet. That's a China shit. Yeah. And how about the, how about the army of Twitter people that Saudi, the Saudi Arabian government has, they employ people. Yeah, thousands of people. Thousands of people they employ to go on Twitter and evangelize their politics and make sure that shout trending. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make sure that all the trending things are positive. I bet wow. you that's how shit is in a lot of those countries, dude. Like Russia and like how they hack and everything. I literally just picture thousands of fucking Russians just like hacking away at all at all times. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And so the Saudi government was trying to get Khashoggi back. Like kept asking him like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? And he's like, Oh, I'll, you know, I will come back eventually. And he needed like paperwork for getting married. So yeah. he had to go to the consulate in Turkey. Yep. Turkey, just as questionable as Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Ask his canter. And he walks to the consulate with his bride or excuse me, with his fiance and never comes out. And this is like in the middle of the day, right? This middle wasn't like day, some, this wasn't like at like two a.m. This is like at nope. one in the afternoon. Middle of the day, broad daylight, and they proceed to kill him and dismember him and take him out in bags, all while there's media like swarming the place outside because 
they knew at that point that Khashoggi, you know, was missing. Right. Yeah, they took it out in their luggage. Mm-hmm. Imagine a luggage is filled with fucking arms and legs. Was well, a something reporter like- for saying that the government was not fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Had some slight criticism for their uh, ig- just ignoring human rights and civil rights in general. Well, one thing that confused me. So I always assumed he was American because he wrote for the Washington Post. And they talked about an American journalist, but he wasn't like an American citizen or anything. He was just an American employee. Right. Probably like on a visa or something. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a citizen. But yeah, I mean, he was fucking living here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, How long was he living here? Did you guys catch that? A couple of years, no. I want to say. Okay, so not not that long. No, all not right. that long at all. Yeah, but to to me, the crazy part wasn't just him being dismembered. It was the what happened after that, as literally like they put together this finding saying Saudi Arabia was responsible for this. PMS or what's the prince's name? MBS. MBS. MBS was solely like overseeing this, sends it to Congress. Even Lindsey Graham is like, it is very clear and disturbing what happened here. And Trump refused to say, oh, who knows what happened? It was a lot lot of things. And he refused to acknowledge what actually happened to this guy. And, you know, did not decide not to keep giving them weapons and arms. Yeah. Continued to do that. This current administration continues to do that. Yep. They released that thing last week, which is good timing, saying that it, we're now documenting to the public that MBS did this, but we're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. He killed one of our journalists, and we're just going to continue to be buddy-buddy with these guys. I mean, I that's think- like, that's as fucking evil. I, I can't even, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, like, super evil. Literally the head of the entire Saudi government, essentially, because that 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 kid basically like took over. Yeah, just orchestrates like the sloppiest fucking assassin assassination you could dream of. Were there like fifteen and, assassins that like were yes. all, that played a part in this? Jeez, for one guy, and they like punished like a couple people, and all the people closest to the prince were absolved of everything. Of course. And nobody says a word. Nobody does anything. Nope. Like that, that clip of Trump just saying like, after, like, cause that's, you know, when it, you know, becomes very clear what happened and, you know, Trump's just like, you know, ah, I don't want to speculate, you know, it's not really my place to say one way or the other kind of thing. And you know, he read like, the same report Congress read. Of, of course. course. It's like, how, why? Like I wasn't paying attention back then. No. Yeah, I didn't. Never, I didn't fucking know any of this. I, I knew I knew Khashoggi's name, and he died, but that was literally it. Yeah. Well, this is uh, our girl's take on the uh, current administration's relations with MBS. Let's turn to foreign policy. Uh, a U.S. intelligence report declassified on Friday says that the Saudi Crown Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman was responsible for approving the operation that killed journalist Jamal Khashoggi. I want you to listen to what then-candidate Joe Biden said on the debate stage about this. President Trump has not punished senior Saudi leaders. Would you? Yes. I would make it very clear 
We were not going to, in fact, sell more weapons to them. We were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. They have to be held accountable. Wow. Candidate make Biden pay the price. said he would hold Saudi Arabia accountable. Now that he's president, he's imposed no travel ban, no asset freeze, no criminal charges, and most importantly, no sanctions directly on the crown prince himself. Why not? Well, first, Anna, from the first day of the administration, we have been crystal clear at every level from the president on down, we're going to recalibrate this relationship and turn the page from the last four years. And that means ending our support for the war in Yemen, doing more to address the humanitarian crisis, and ensuring that we are uh, holding to account the actions, the human rights abuses of this government by word and by action. The release of this report, which was held back over the last four years, is part of that, making that clear to the public. But we've also taken a number of steps through the Treasury Department, through the State Department, so to sanction the Deputy Head of Intelligence, to sanction the revolutionary in, uh, forces in, in Saudi Arabia, and to make clear that we will never let this happen again and and that's a message we've clearly well, sent but, over the last few days okay so but you're talking Definitely about clear message. the people who are under the crown prince and they are being punished so isn't punishing them like punishing the hitman and not the mob boss who actually put out the hit Ooh, i like that well first anna historically uh and even in recent history democratic and republican administrations there have not been sanctions put in place for the leaders of foreign governments where we have diplomatic relations and even where we don't have diplomatic relations. And we be believe there is more effective ways to uh, make sure this doesn't happen again and to also be able to leave room to work with the Saudis on areas where there is mutual agreement, where there is interest, national interest for the United States. Wow. It's quite a crutch to lean on just saying that no other president or administration has put sanctions and on a foreign leader and just being like, all right, well, CNN they haven't done fact it. checked it and Trump and Obama did it. Ooh, okay. I hate, yeah. I hate that lady, Jen. She's awful. Saki. I like Kelly any better. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading here that the State Department, I mean, I guess in their mind, this was enough. They issued 76 visa restrictions on Saudi nationals. And obviously they were seen, they were seen as being heavily involved, but again, like, like I think that was a perfect a visa point. restriction. Yeah. Right. It's like, that's it. Like, and, uh, yeah. Wow. I'm just saying 76 that, like, people, dude, that's 76 people. That you could fit them in, in a fucking two school buses. And not one of them is obviously the Saudi prince. So. But in their I mean, minds, what, what that, does a visa enough. restriction actually do to impact those people's lives? I, they just have one I'm less sure place they, they can travel to. to. America anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, don't you come here? Don't, <laughs> hey, don't you, don't I'm, you do it over there? I mean, America is we are just such pussies. We show zero leadership on the global landscape between this, between China, between fucking everything. We just like we just get bullied and pushed around. All these countries do whatever we they want. Syria. Yeah, we, we didn't waste any time on that. What do you guys think about that one? I don't know. I guess I don't have as much of a problem with it, but like it's just that that seemed to be like a priority over other things that actually could benefit actual Americans. I think the only thing I'd say is like, you know, is it okay for a president, you know, and all these presidents before Joe to have like that 
power to just be able to do that unilaterally without. I mean, he he broke like none of them broke the, rules. the law doing that. I mean, but every president has due trial. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thing. saying. But... Trump Trump dropped the Moab, the oh, biggest bomb we made. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that, like, it, it's just an example that presidents do this all the time. Yeah, I'm agreeing yeah. with and you. No one call like that, that. That's that's not a big deal. Like, no one makes any stink about it. Like, I, I don't I don't really subscribe to the virtue signaling of like the progressives uh, on this side, you know, that we should never ever engage in, you know, any military activity overseas or uh, these bombings. I mean, there is absolutely, you know, terrible things that happen. And I think, you know, innocent people probably get killed. And that like, that's a really, really difficult moral debate. Yeah. And they would probably say you're, disgusting for even saying that it's a debate but i don't know what do you guys what do you guys think i i don't know enough about like who these people were that they bombed it was some extremist group right yeah like, that, were, that was backed by iran yeah it wasn't the syrian like military right no mm. so i mean I, I guess like i don't want to say i'm okay with it because like I, I just don't want us to be involved in fucking conflict in the Middle East at all. I want us to be right. out of the Middle East, stop well, spending but, money, stop fueling the military-industrial complex. So they like, had bombed they really us and wounded it, some yeah, of our soldiers. They really did attack us. Yeah, I was just then, saying like, that they 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 painted it as like a retaliation. Yeah. To so a if that is the attack. case, then like, all right, if they hit us, I want to hit them back ten times harder to send a message. I'm cool with that. So you are cool with that. <laughs> I was just saying, wait. Yeah. So you are cool with what happened then. I, I Twist, guess it's twisty. Like, He's actually no, saying, no, let me, let why me, did we only it. drop fucking one? <laughs> drop the it, fucking Moab, dude. It, hey, man, like I'm a lover. Take him off the map. <laughs> if, if I'm walking down the street, like I'm not going to go out of my way to get into a fight. But if somebody does fucking hit me, you're going to turn to me instead. Picture me hey, as like a tough guy. Want to fuck with this guy? Well, that's a little bit different than hitting me. That's a Indonesian man charging at me with a 10-foot Kembo stick. He made contact, though. But, um, yeah, like I don't, I'm not going to seek a fight, and I don't ever want to put myself in that situation. But if you do fuck with me, and I'm way stronger than you, like the military government or our government is compared to them, fuck yeah, I want to blow their socks off. Well, so that you seems are like okay with this. Exactly what happened. I just want to make it clear. Yeah. I'm okay with it if they really did attack us. Yeah. They did. So you're, okay you're on board. It. You're on board. Keep I wish on. I wish we used our military muscle a little more for how much. How Jesus much Christ. Here he goes. Military Twisty. industrial complex mo. Twisty is... I, I guess, Mr. Like, Raytheon. I, I, I'm, I, I don't like the idea of like us starting more. Oh, I don't want to, the fuck are these but, things doing on the shelves, boys? <laughs> but, Load them up. Go. Load up those plants. Let's go. Come on. Like, I do think we should find some, so, some warning shots to some people who are misbehaving. Like, dro drop a bomb every once Dude. in a while, like on Iran or something. I don't usually go back and listen to the podcast, but I'm going to listen to the beginning of this conversation just to see how far Man, you did. A know complete what? 180 how the fuck on this. don't we fuck more people up? <laughs> I mean, you to your point, saying, Mo, though? we spend billions of dollars. I feel like we don't use any of it. So no. might as well. Right. 
Yeah, like I don't want us to start endless wars where our troops are there. And this like, ammo isn't going to fire itself. That was load them <laughs> up. Destabilizing countries, but I think, hey, you gotta you gotta flex your muscle a little bit to the Irans and Chinas of the world. And say, you know, who you're fucking messing with. So, as in the words of Teddy Roosevelt, walk softly but carry a big stick. Well, this would be walking quite loudly because I would literally be bombing. <laughs> you just be bombing everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh fuck. Uh, we'll love some more. Only against uh, bad people like Iran and China and Saudi Arabia. But they're our allies, so I guess we wouldn't go to war with them. And, uh, like, Twitter was awesome, dude, with all the screenshots of all, like, the Democrats in 2017 when Trump was bombing Syria, like, just oh, announcing God, it, yeah. saying it was just, you know, uh, awful, awful thing. Jen Psaki saying, who has the legal authority for strikes? Uh, Syria is a sovereign country. Um, let's see. Kamala Harris. I strongly support our men and women uniform. Um, but I am deeply concerned about the legal rationale of last night's strikes. The president needs to lay out a comprehensive strategy in Syria uh, in consultation with Congress. And he needs to do it now. And like the Democratic Party is like the party of international conflict. And they're, they're they? just, dude. I I feel like the the Democratic Party has has been the the instigator of, of a lot of things. I would say no, there's a history. I, I feel that. like the Republican Party is the one who's gotten us into all the wars. No, they definitely got us into like Iraq, Iraq war. I definitely got into Iraq, Iraq war. But I mean, I'm just I, I think there's there's a more I think there's a there's a long history of the the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party where you know the, these kind of things happen very quickly when they're in power, but when they're not in power, it's like the worst fucking thing in the world. Yeah, I'm sure both sides are in bed with the military-industrial complex. No, I I agree with that. I'm just talking about internationally involved. But yes, you're right. I mean, neither neither is unscathed in this. I agree. Yeah. This was awesome. So they have uh, this guy, David uh, French. He is... um, and the editor at the dispatch, he's a time columnist. Um, he, of course, like the screen grabs, like will never, like I, people, I don't think understand the concept of Twitter and that tweets like always stay there. So this, this guy, and it was actually 2018 when Trump bombed Syria. This is uh, the title of his article. If Trump strikes Syria without congressional approval, his Syrian policy will be both imprudent and unconstitutional. Uh, I'm looking at a tweet from him, February 25th, 2021, commenting on a New York Times article about the strikes in Syria uh, that under the Biden administration. Good, period. Targeting our troops should carry a consequence. Dude, that, that's everything right now with Biden and Trump doing the exact same thing Totally different. And, and, and people just having, yeah, wildly different takes on. The opposite take. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the exact opposite take. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. That, that Matt Taibbi video you sent to us about like the. That was um, unreal, dude. Every person in America should have to watch that. So they know yeah. what they're absorbing when they absorb the media. The bomb hole thing or whatever that was. Yeah, the bomb hole. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- that one focused on just the liberal media. 
But yeah, you know, you could easily have a Fox News one about election fraud. You know what I mean? You yeah, could have yeah, a fucking totally. fantastic compilation totally. going about that. I thought they had, they 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 did a, a little bit talking about you know how Trump arguably could be the greatest. Yeah, they, they of, mentioned it. Of yeah, Saeed well, is very critical of Trump, like shit all over Trump for years, and then like now that he has these takes where it's like, okay, guys, like nothing's really changed here. People all are like saying he's this crazy right winger. I want to, um, I want to read his book, hate Inc. People say yeah. it's like incredible. It's on my yeah. book list that just grows by the day. Cause that's a long books. ass list, dude. It's hundreds of bucks. Yeah. I mean that, that video is just incredible though. Cause it just shows you like how in your face they're doing it and how easy it is for them to do it and how inconsequential. Yeah. This is just like lie, 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 like headlines. Clips. No consequences at all for nope. lying to the American people. They don't even go back and retract their own stories. They just fucking keep rolling right on. Yep. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, what else we got? Adam? Um, I mean, I got some stay woke, but I didn't know. I figured we'd save that for the end. I don't know. I didn't know if you guys had any other. What else was on our, uh, our group chat? I mean, we, I guess we never really touched on, you know, the, the whole um, Cuomo thing. In, with, with oh, yeah, we not, haven't talked about Cuomo not, boy. Not Andrew Cuomo, the, the other Cuomo, the one that's on CNN where he made We're that comment. Too comfy over here. Yeah. <laughs> you blended with the couch. I'm just a floating head. <laughs> Where, um, you know, there was all that, obviously we all talked about it where, you know, he, they would have, he would have his brother on and talk about like the size of each other's nose and all this stupid shit. And then when someone called him out or I guess social media in general called him out on, why aren't you talking about your brother, um, and everything going on with New York and the, you know, the hiding of the nursing home numbers and now this sexual assault scandal, which obviously isn't nearly as important as, as the other stuff. But yeah. and his comment was, well, I don't think it'd be appropriate for me to talk about my brother. But then, like, yeah, literally, he, all he does is throw him fucking softballs anytime he's on. Whenever he, he went out of his way critical. to make an official statement on CNN, yeah, that he cannot comment and report on his brother. I mean, Which, that, that those screenshots that I sent were fucking hilarious. Yeah. I guess my feeling on that is, if he just never covered his brother at all, and then he said that. I would still have a little bit of a problem with it, but at least I would say, okay, well, he's not, he doesn't talk about him all the time. He's not like yeah. sucking his dick like everyone else was. But if you're going to cover him for all that stupid shit, you, you, you got to be all in or all out. Like you can't, you can't just pick and you shouldn't be able to pick and choose when you want to be yeah. critical or just loft softballs yeah. his way. Exactly. I, I think that no one would have a problem with that at all. If he had never covered his brother like before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean if, that was just a, if that was just the party line, is that like, dude, you have a conflict of interest? Like, there's nothing nothing you can stay, do about it? Yeah, stay the fuck out of it and you, and you don't cover him at all yeah. in any way? Sure. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he would be happy, you know, take up airtime to just fucking play Literally make him look like a him. hero. Yeah. yeah. Like, play like grab a demigod. Ass. Yeah. That, that's what I was trying to think. Like, did he comment on like his book and him winning awards and all that? I'm sure he did. I don't know, but I mean, he had him on to like talk about like all of his coronavirus successes throughout. Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah. So like, you know that he highlighted his accomplishments. Literally building yeah. this guy up to be a fucking living god. But then when yeah. something legitimately worth covering comes up, 
no, sorry. I, it would be inappropriate of me to have my brother on the show and, and to, or, or just criticize him at all. I mean, I don't know how this guy's going to make it. If he makes it out of this, it'd be unbelievable. I mean, he's got like three or four women now accusing him of you sexual think, you harassment. Do you think he can make between this and the nursing homes? Like, is there any way out of this? I don't know, dude. I sure hope he, there he isn't any like way out. He looks like showing no inclination to resign at all. Like that, like the even, nursing home scandal is like one of the worst political scandals. And that's barely even I can talked about, dude. The sexual assault we talked about more than that. Well, I was going to say, Mo, you should, you know, your, your theory, who knows? I, I mean, mean, dude, I, yeah, like I would not be surprised at all if the media established, not that they would leak the sexual assaults, but the fact that they are specifically talking more about these sexual assault allegations, knowing that you can't really be held accountable for them like Biden wasn't and everybody else in the past to distract from the nursing home things. I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Mo spiracy. I mean, call me crazy, but did that not add up? <laughs> call me fucking twisty. <laughs> twisty Mo. No, it, it makes sense. I can definitely see why that would be getting so much more press than something truly legitimate with the nursing home scandal. You guys see the creepy picture of him holding that girl's face? (laughs) Yeah. Dude, so creepy. And did you guys see his, like, defense for, like, some of the accusations? No, I haven't heard any quotes from him. Basically just saying, you know, I thought I was creating, like, a fun work environment, and sometimes I joke around, and... You know, some people think it's funny. Other people think it might have gone too far. It's just like a very, a very wishy-washy explanation for how pretty much saying that, okay, maybe I was sexually harassing people um, without actually coming out and saying it. Has there been like any specific accounts of what he actually did for sexual harassment? Like, is it, it's harassment. Yeah. He like asked him to, right. He asked him to play strip poker and, all right, that's not uh, exactly. like asked, <laughs> asked them if they slept with older men and, you know, yeah, asked them once the last time you've gotten a hug. And there was a video I mean, of like, him, dude. It, it's all over Twitter. <laughs> like now, th- this woman ended up saying like, I, I'm, this isn't sexual harassment. I would never say it is, but it's so fucking creepy. She's got like this sausage sandwich and he's like got his daughter sitting right next to him. And he's looking over at this woman and he's like, you're going to eat that whole sandwich. She's like, yeah, I'll eat the whole sandwich. She's like, I want you to eat the whole sausage. <laughs> just saying, just super creepy shit, dude. And I, I'm just like, oh my god, it's like my these, skin. These people crawl. are not humans, man. They're really not. They're just Ugh. like these monsters. They're they're lizard people. Oh, well, to bring some light and some brevity into my life and some humor. I know I can turn to Saturday Night Live. Our next contestant is, this doesn't sound right, fresh off his appearance yesterday at CPAC. Oh. This is Kate, it's Kate McKinnon trying to be Fauci. That it's Ted Cruz. Yes, Senator Ted Cruz performing talent of stand-up comedy. <laughs> it is great to be back in New York City. I'm sorry, uh, my arms are tired because I just flew back from Cancun, Mexico. But can you really 
really blame my brother for wanting some. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Here comes my catchphrase that I've spent all day yesterday screaming. Are you ready? Here we go now. Freedom! Oh, God. Like, I didn't even chuckle. <laughs> Adam is visibly upset. All right. And, 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 and just, uh, before you judge, before you judge, just, let's just give him a fair shake. Let's meet our panel of judges who are all, get excited, famous governors. First, he's hated by every single person in California except those 10 people he had dinner with in Napa that one time. Please welcome Governor Gavin Newsom. Hey, what can I say? I love dinner. That's great. How are things going in California? Teeth, white, bodies, tight, COVID, pretty bad. Next, he's currently under fire for futzing with old dead people and also for the kind of sexual harassment allegations that make you go, yeah, I can see that. It's New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo. Yes, hello. Nice bodies, some of you. Uh, I know, I know. I'm in the friggin' doghouse again. Remember when your favorite movie was my PowerPoints? Remember, today is Tuesday. And was that uh, what's, what's his Pete uh, Pete Davidson? Yeah. Oh my God. Pete Davidson, like, you could actually be funny if you tried, dude. Like, why are you doing this with your life? <laughs> this last Sunday was the first and hopefully only Valentine's Day of the pandemic. With more on this, is relationship expert Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Colin. Thank you. Great to see you, Pete. So, how was Valentine's Day? Well, I'm sure not as good as yours. <laughs> Yeah, you're the man. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, I like the pandemic Valentine's because it's the first time being alone, like, wasn't my fault, you know? <laughs> I spent the night eating chocolates and watching a movie with my mom, which is why I'm officially moving out of the house. I am, yeah. One of us has to go. So we were watching that Britney Spears documentary, uh, but I had to turn it off when I realized my mom has like way more of a case to take over my finances than like Britney's dad ever did. <laughs> I was like, wait, she could do that and she hasn't? Doesn't she love me? All Britney did was shave her head. I got a life-size tattoo of the Tootsie Pop owl. Oh yeah, well I heard you're removing some of your tattoos. Yeah, yeah, I saw a picture of myself without a shirt and I looked like a toddler went to prison. Sure about that? I said, could be funny. All right, last one. This one was really intelligent and thought-provoking, and you can tell they put a lot into it. Yeah, I saw you throwing the Super Bowl trophy from one boat to another. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> I've been bringing this bad boy around with me oh. pretty much everywhere. Yeah, she's a little banged up, but she still works. Right? Yeah, like that. Um. Oh, man. You... Oops. <laughs> It works though, it cracked it right open. <laughs> this stuff is good, and it's fun to go around with this stuff. Might be some glass in there. Uh, maybe. <laughs> now, people were surprised that I was tossing this bad boy around, but uh, the trophy has got a football on it. <laughs> and I'm a quarterback, so it made sense. <laughs> well, then, honestly, what am I going to do? Punt it? Well, yeah, I don't know about that. 
And another trophy. <laughs> Are you all right, Tom? I don't know. <laughs> I just won the Super Bowl. Probably gonna win another one next year, too. My problem is, nobody likes me. I wouldn't have even known that was Tom Brady. I was going to say, I thought that was you Gronk. Won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Wait, you was know? it Gronk? Well, no, I, I nope. was. That was a Tom Brady. Impression. That was Brady, but I thought it was going to be Gronk the way the guy was talking. But Have those oh. people ever heard Tom Brady talk? I mean, he even if that sounded like exactly him. like him, yeah, I don't know. That was the least funny thing I think I've ever heard of in my life. SNL. And, yeah, That's and and I know I've said this before. Like, I used to be a really big fan of SNL. Like, there was a time when it was legitimately, I wouldn't watch it every week, but like, it was legitimately funny. Like, there were some there were some really good actors and actresses on there. It just seems like I don't know. Ever since the whole, I mean, probably since. Trump, everything's just been focused on. Well, this has nothing to do with politics, right? This no, is just no, no, straight just like saying, fucking unfunny. No, you're right. I'm just saying, like, it just, it just seems that there's been such a drop off in the last five years, coincidentally. I don't know, like, since like 2015, 2016, where like the fo- I think it's like, more like, in, in relation to cancel culture with them. Well, that too. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. saying it's being funny. scared to be saying, funny. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, when they had Bill Burr on which I'm shocked they even allowed him on. I mean, and he made, you know, and Chappelle, same thing. Both of them, like, of course, said hilarious things that everyone, that people obviously got offended over. Like, I don't know. I feel like SNL used to have people who did more edgy stuff than what they do now. And it used to be, it actually used to be witty and funny. Now, I don't know. I I don't recognize anybody on the show now. It's just a bunch of fucking losers. I mean, that, yeah. What we just played was absolutely horrendous every single second of every single clip we just played yeah it was not good uh, that was as funny as going to see open mic night at the comedy connection in east providence probably dude, less funny way way less funny dude i, I got more laughs adam adam's first that. joke was way funnier than anything <laughs> we just heard my first 30 dude, seconds i, I don't stage. remember the first joke can we get a little re- recap Dude, I, I've, I've literally erased that memory from my head. Something about balls and boxers. Oh, like I said, I think I said I feel like I feel nice and loose. I'm like balls and boxers or something like that. Okay, maybe it, it wasn't that funny. Some, and it got last at the time. About being a being a teacher after being a student, and now you're like a turd in the toilet. No, I nope. don't know. Nope. No, I, I think I say I said something a lot. That wasn't my first joke, but I said okay, something. I don't, along I those don't lines. remember. Yeah. Well, it's oh, probably better left. It's probably better left <laughs> back, you know, in the rearview mirror. Um. So do we have stay woke. Absolutely. We have stay woke. Wake me up. Wake me up. Inside. You're going to sit up, dude. You're, you're going to fall asleep. It's 830. Honestly, this is pathetic. <laughs> this is a <laughs> professional recording. Dude. And this kid's just on the couch, like under the covers in his pajamas. I don't have any. I don't have any blankets on. All right, here we go. Stay woke. OK, so first in the hot seat for stay woke is Mandarin food. Mandarin food. OK, so here we go. Here's a tweet from Pam Poe. Uh, regarding something that happened with her husband at work. So 
My husband's white coworker came in today so proud. He had some, quote, Chinese snacks and jokingly asked my husband if he wanted some. However, they were Mandarin snacks. My husband is Cantonese and can't read Mandarin. This is an example of well-meaning of a well-meaning microaggression. Which, I mean, Mandarin is like the, I mean, that, that's the main language in China, right? That's the official language of like the, the number one language it's, it's of China. It's certainly the more predominant of the two. Yeah. yeah. And then Cantonese, I think is like two or three. Microaggression. Like, <laughs> it's like slightly i would imagine that the two languages it's like, like do you, do you think it's like spanish like slightly different do you think it just like hits them like a little like needle like prick oh i some people like <laughs> i think so i really do this person was upset enough to tweet about this microaggression yeah um, paper thin skin yeah all right the next in the hot seat is reading books so this comes right at you, Mo. You're an avid, avid book. Shots fired. No, really. I mean, <laughs> that list is getting longer by the day. So I figured this might it be a little is. hurtful to you. Um, I've read zero books this year. It's March. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, you've read one book in the last 10 years. I read three books last year. That's no, a you lot didn't. For me. Yes, I did. What I are they? Anthony Bourdain. I read um, the, the Red Sox, uh, Alex Spear book. And then I read a book um, about a awful. therapist. Oh my oh. god! Well, no wonder we read three fucking books, dude. Three of the most boring <laughs> goddamn books you could ever fucking read. They were all good. I enjoyed all three of them. Oh my god! All right. So Adam. next to the hot seat, we have books. So this guy and I, the the first thing that caught my eye before I read this tweet was uh, his Twitter name, which was which is Orgy Two Point Ambigan. So love it. Let's hear what Orgy has to say. So he's going to refer to this website. He's, he's talking about Twitter. No offense, but this website is not ideal to learn about things like the dialectic or Marxism or biopolitics or feminism or post-colonialism or whatever. Those ideas are in books. This website is for hanging out with your friends from the computer. Which I think he's in talking, general, he's talking like, about Twitter. He's talking about Twitter. So I think, okay. you know, I wish it was like that. I wish it was. Yeah. Well, Dr. Tough Prophet, PhD, <laughs> has to read the handles of two masters <laughs> and CSES, whatever the hell that is, at Latino sexuality said, This I is. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Their, so their name was like included all those. Yep. Like that was their name. Masters, so, doctor of, and then their handle was what? At Latino sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> so everything you need to know about this person right there. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So her response to uh, him saying that, you know, a lot of this information, you're probably better off, I don't know, reading a book instead of just scrolling down, you know, rabbit holes of, of Totally of valid tweets. point. Well, yeah, Dr. Tuff would, no one would disagree with that. <laughs> Dr. Tuff would think otherwise. This is deeply ableist. There are multiple ways of learning, knowing, listening, and building webs of knowledge. <laughs> and he cites several people, including different groups like the deaf community, disabled people globally. White supremacy culture, TM, values the written word over all others. So which I, I thought was my favorite part, honestly, was her trademarking 
white supremacy culture. So like apparently, these people want white supremacy more than white supremacists. I think without so. Without a doubt, without I think you're right. With it. Yeah, deep down, they they, they want to be oppressed more than they're actually oppressed. Yeah, I agree. They just want something to talk about. I, I I just picture like these people like being like Dwight Schrute and just running up to people and saying false, false, yeah, yeah false. That, like yeah, fact fact check. Like, <laughs> actually, beats. What did what did it say? Bears, good, good one. Beats, Beats, Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Beats. Uh, what did he say? What else is there? All right. Next on the hot seat, and this should this should remain on the hot seat, but this isn't exactly why I'm putting it up there. Rape. Obviously, that remains in the hot seat. Quite hot. Yes. No, 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 no. I think I think you're referring to the uh, the wow. heat level of the seat that it's in, heat right, Jared? Yeah. yeah, dude, you're yeah, not yeah. you're not saying rape is hot, okay? Good. Like quotes out of context, that would be one of the most damaging ones. We've <laughs> That's why I had Jared, to correct yeah. myself. Disavowing. So rape belongs in the hot seat, but just listen to what at Kate Kelly Esquire has to say. Rape did not exist among Native nations prior to white contact. I repeat. <laughs> Rape did not exist among native nations prior to white contact. And I didn't just repeat that. She wrote it twice. Show, show me a picture really... of this lady. So actually, I think this is, well, it's not, I don't think it's her actual picture. She has like a, a parody of Rosie, the riveter. You can't really see. Yeah, I can't see anything. Yeah. It's all white, <laughs> but it's just of like Rosie, the riveter, Rosie the riveter, but it's like not Rosie, the riveter's face. So it's probably her face. I mean, so yeah, apparently, is that a know, fact? So she thinks. White I guess I don't know if it's a fact rape. or not. Yeah. So white people create. No one ever raped before white people. We came should along. introduce her to your boy Genghis Khan, a guy who literally wouldn't. Didn't he like spread his seed so much? Like five percent of the population is related to him. Something still? like that. Yeah, I think it's like um, on his birth. Like, um, I want to say so, in the millions. Uh, millions of Asians share his lineage like enough where like literally every day it's one of their birthdays like and, and those are definitely all with consent without a doubt absolutely consent C and willing C is for consent how long have humans been around Adam I mean I, I don't I didn't really study that part of history but a long ass time do you know Jared what does Google what does Google say no I don't know I mean, fucking. It's a long time, right? When we're homo, sa like Homo sapiens, like, like there was. She's what a what a bold claim. Oh, Dude, I know. There I has know. never been rape until white contact. Two hundred thousand. Like, what a years. fucking insane sentence to say. Yeah, two hundred thousand years. There's definitely been rape. So prior to Columbus stepping foot on the <laughs> island of Haiti, <laughs> that changed everything. <laughs> Not one. Not one native uh, raped another person. So, so that literally, so that was what we'll say 500 years ago. 1492. So, so yeah, so, yeah. That's so that's been a while. There was 199,500 years without rape, and then that's when the timer started. Now, now I got to know, like, when the first first human. Well, about I'm not sure how we'll ago. have a historical record of that. What <laughs> was the first oh. human born seven million years ago? Well, 
Oh, uh, well, the, the anthropologist is going to tell me. Other when was the first human born? Homo sapien was 2.3 million? 2.3 million years ago. That's close enough. So in 2.3 uh, million. Is that, that's when God created man? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there, it depends on who you ask, but. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I'm laughing at what you said, I guess. I don't Why? know. Ask Emma. To say, what about, what is that when God created man? Is that when God created man? Yeah. Yeah, she said, yeah, with a smirk. I would go as far as to say, I bet you no? there's been more rape over the last 2.5 million years than consensual sex. <laughs> oh, my God. It's doubly as stupid of a claim as what we just heard. <laughs> Wait. No way, dude. Think, think of Are you wars. kidding me? I don't know about think, that, Jared. Think, think of think of all of the wars and the Vikings did, and do the you, battles. Uh, do you want to just say what you just said out loud again so you know how insane it is? Just say it again. Say it slowly. Over the, over the history of man, I think there's been more rape than <laughs> consensual sex. <laughs> I don't know, I don't think man. that's out. I don't think that's outlandish, dude. You that think like, there's been in, more rape than consensual, cons, than sexual, consensual sex, consensual sex like, in the history of humans? I don't, I don't know much about history, but like I picture like wars up until probably like. What about like in rabbits? Like, is there more rape? Are in, you talking no, about talking human about beings? Humans, I, I'm just saying, like, what, what about? So, what about humans? I, I just like think of like I'm just picturing like wars and raping and pillaging every society, dude. Yeah, and, and, you, like, and you know what? That, those that pillaging it happened like during a course of a couple of days. You know what happened the other four hundred fucking million years before that? People were like jackrabbits and they're having sex all huts. the time. Yeah, consensual yeah. sex. That is the uh, most insane thing that's ever been said on the show. I, I have a lot. I have a lot less faith in humanity if more people have been raped than <laughs> yeah. have had like consensual <laughs> sex with each. Oh, right. I didn't think it was that crazy. <laughs> oh. I wasn't trying to be outlandish to that one. No, I don't think you were. I think you, I, I, I just, I don't agree. I don't agree. But much like I don't agree that I'm not, I'm God, not dying on that hill. That's not <laughs> okay. I'm not going to fight that. I won't fight. Much it. like I don't agree with Tyler saying that God created man. Who's, who's challenging me on that. Well, who else created man then? Yeah. How the fuck did we get here? Fucking big bang. Who created the first little yeah, dot where did the turned Big, into bang, Big come bang from? I think the Infinity Stones had something to do with it. <laughs> so, people, historians <laughs> say there was a snap of a finger. Adam, uh, you think you could survive a snap of your fingers with the Infinity Stones? No. Dude, I the Hulk barely survived. Do you think I could survive? Could I? I think you would. Dude. I think as soon as the fingers touched, you'd be gone. <laughs> He'd willfully just take himself a grave and bury himself. <laughs> well, dude, that's, I probably couldn't even lift up the fucking gauntlet. Yeah, that. Well, you, you need Tony Stark's gauntlet that will adjust to your hand. It just morphs around. And just me, morph yeah. around it, then you'll be good. Why? So you're not a creationist, Adam? No, I don't think I am. I don't think you are either. Why? Why? Dude, I've been in Texas <laughs> for a year. Of course, I'm a creationist. I mean, I guess, I guess you, I guess you're automatically a card carrying creationist if you enter Texas. But like, is is yeah. it kosher now to like teach evolution, like in 
I mean, evolution is definitely taught in schools. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I think it's very kosher that people teach evolution because it's like facts. But I have this very strong feeling. (laughs) (laughs) So you may have facts, but I get this thing called belief. Uh, Hey, (laughs) hello. You ever heard of faith? I'd love to meet a creationist. Just want to hear them just talk. I just want to know what, what their rationale just is. Talk to your I mean, grandfather. I don't know if he's as on board with that. I think that was more of grandma's doing. No, I don't he think he believes that God created me. Oh, no, I, 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 I'm not saying he doesn't believe in God. I just think that there's, yeah, I think I there's some he things. They, I, I guarantee you he believes in Adam and Eve. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think he might have been brainwashed. We'll have if on. you guys had to give a percentage, if we add him on, we'd have to we'd have to start at like five because he'll be he asleep would, by like I six. Like he'd be a he'd be a fucking hoot on this thing. He's sharp. I mean, I think he'd be fine. Yeah. He would he would probably want us to talk about Rush Limbaugh dying, but was he sad? R.I.P. I'm R.I.P. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he was. I go see him on Thursday. I'll have to ask him. Do you guys like Rushy Boy, or did you like Rushy Boy? Yeah, I just got into politics last year. I was a huge Rush Limbaugh fan back in the day. <laughs> Did you guys listen to Greenwald's um, at the episode of Greenwald on? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I thought it was in, they, they they talked about Limbaugh quite a bit and like, is it okay to celebrate him dying? Now, that was yeah. a very in- weird conversation, but kind of interesting. All right, we got one more topic, and this topic brings me to something that I discussed with my students today. I texted you guys earlier about it today, and and you obviously. Ty, you sent it to us and I felt that I just, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to throw it out there to the kids. But before I do that to the listeners, the hot seat is occupied by none other than Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss, the, uh, the, the books that we all grew up on green eggs and ham, the cat in the hat, fucking cat in the, hat, classic. the Grinch, um, if I were at the zoo or I don't think that's what it's called, but it's one of those. But anyway, six Dr. Seuss books, um, are not, are no longer going to be published anymore for due to racist images. Um, two books specifically, there was one, maybe you guys recognize these names and to think that I saw it on Mulberry street is one. I guess there's an Asian person that's portrayed in that book. Who's wearing a, a conical hat holding chopsticks and eating from a bowl. What's a conical so, hat? That's no violence. I, it's very violent. I, I don't know, Jared. Actually, I was kind of hoping that, I'm that you would Google know. Racist yeah. photos, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And the other one is if I ran the zoo and it includes a drawing of two barefooted African men wearing what appear to be grass skirts with their hair tied above their heads. Let's see how so, maybe that one's a little offensive. So, I guess I understand a little bit as to why someone might be offended. I could don't they just understand. Take, can they just like take those small insignificant parts out? I'm sure they could. Change, just change rather than canceling the, yeah, right. But it, but and, and this goes right along with like the overcorrecting that we've been talking about. Yeah. Like instead of just erasing those pictures entirely and printing new books without those images, they're just not going to publish those books ever again. So I brought this up to the students. I was kind of like, eh, 
Usually not something I want to talk about. We, we talked about Mr. We talked about, sorry, Potato Head. I was going to, I was going to say Mr. Potato Head. Ooh, don't you dare dead name him. We talked about head. Potato Head and, and we just, we got down like, we went down a little like 15, 20 minute rabbit hole on cancel culture. And I was, I was impressed with how much they had been like that. My homeroom had been paying attention to what had been going on. And the vast, I mean, the ones that answered, because some of the kids, like, I just see like a blank screen. I never see their face or hear them talk. But the ones that actually do speak were like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what's the big deal about Mr. Potato Head? Isn't there a Mrs. Potato Head? Can't you just put whatever little, you know, hats or faces or mouths or whatever you want on the potato and just make it whatever you want it to be? Why does, like, they're asking a lot of, questions that I think we're all asking. And I was going to stop it at one point thinking, I don't know, this is like, you know, one of those things where if someone hears me talking about it, a parent's at home and they overhear my conversation, I, you know, and then, and before I know it, I'm getting called down to the, to the principal's office to, to get, you know, a talking to about just, just, just you know, just discussing. Don't a very talk about cancel topic. culture or we will cancel the fuck out of you. Yeah. I mean, and, and, so far, I'm good. Nothing's happened, but we ended up just, you know, we talked 15, 20 minutes. I thought it was a great conversation because, the, you know, these kids were asked, like I said, a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast, we make fun of that culture. And the kids were saying a lot of the same things that we've said. So I was a little surprised. I wasn't expecting like opposition. I wasn't expecting someone to say, well, what about the, uh, you know, bin- binary gender and the, you know, uh, you know, uh, transgender potato or you can tell, we're, you can tell we're really well versed <laughs> in these subjects. Yeah. I, you can tell the I have binary no, I, gendered potato. Yeah. The, the babies, babies. Yeah. I, I thought the babies would be all over me, but after they potato head, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was actually a, a nice conversation and uh, I was so, pleased. So none with of what them they had said. like extremist opinions on it. Not that they shared with me at least. Um, but like, ha- yeah, I was like half expecting good. a parent to come on and yeah. be like, excuse hey, me, Mr. Clooney, <laughs> which, which actually has not to me, but it's happened to other teachers where like some, oh, someone, imagine. someone says something like a teacher, uh, our math teacher, he, he made a joke about, you know, um, he, he called on a kid and, uh, pretty much said like, you know, like he was going to ask him to answer a question. And one of the kids, said, Oh, Mr. Haddad, he went to the bathroom. He's like, Oh, I hope he didn't fall in. And the parent heard him say that and was very upset and like had words with him while the kids are online, by the way, literally it would be like uh, some just barging into my classroom. And then fight them. Yeah. So he got the talking to for uh, making a joke about going to the bathroom. That's literally a joke as old as rape fucking falling in the toilet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> A tale as old as a tale. I was gonna say a tale as old as time, but to say that rape is a joke, rape is not funny. That's to say rape is very old. It is quite old and has generated more people than consensual sex. Not as old as you think. No, that's not what I said. That's not what I said. It's not as old as you think. I didn't say it generated more people. Oh yeah, yeah. It just it happens more. It happens more. More happened more. If it's still happening anymore, we're in big, big trouble. Yeah. Dude, I just got that text from Scotty. Do you guys see that? Dude, just totally out of the blue. Didn't even ask anybody if those dates worked. Dude, I that those dates don't work right now for me. Well, don't say don't give away any spoilers. Steve's gonna listen to this. All right, Steve, we're going to 
<laughs> California. Going to go do all the outside dining we can. Beautiful. Yeah, fuck, I can't make that. Um. All right, do we miss anything? Are we missing anything else? That's all I got. That's all Mo's got. No introspective uh, mo- moments? Uh, I didn't prep any. No, I can next time. I didn't know if I was supposed to. Look at the uh, initiative in this guy. The real fucking go-getter. Well, I would say for, for next Tuesday, let's have another couple of uh, introspective thoughts. I can that do that. Can, that we can I, I, like, I like those segments. I feel like they were good discussions. Yeah, it's a nice, nice change up from the, you know, yeah. the constant politics and all. Nice and, nice and deep. All right. Let's Sweet. see if uh, the audience gets this one, but you can go ahead and sign us off. I love you guys.